We're hot. We're hot, baby, hot. And we're especially hot because I come to find out Willie Do got a surprise for me when I come over here. I come to find out he got like a like a cheese croissant. He's got like a sea salt type potato chip over here. Yeah. Man's getting carried away. It's not just for you, you know. It's for well, the Well, I mean the location of it right here. Well, you moved it over there. There's a heavy what was over there? <laughs> Yeah, that's the right there is the communal spot. Oh, right over there. Yeah. No, oh, okay, I see. Yeah, well, listen. Now you claimed it. No, no, I can't. I mean, can you imagine? I'm just, I just down a dozen of these babies. Can you imagine how it becomes a, the show becomes a mukbang? How bloated I'm gonna be over here? What is this? Some sort of challenge? Who am I? Uh, Kobayashi? What am I over here? Yeah. What's the other guy that competes with him? I can't remember his name right now. Uh, On those challenges. Like uh, at the actual Matt, contest, Matt Stoney. No, 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 no. That goes to the contest and tries to eat the hot dogs. There's two legendary names. Obviously, I know these guys are impressive on you on uh, YouTube as well. It's like his name is more like Jimmy something or. Come on, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, Why we gotta do this? Well, we have uh, we have Google over here. Why you gotta do this to me, Joey? Joey Chestnut. The brain still works. The brain... St- I didn't know. It was I be- looked it up. It was before you highlighted. I was still sure, faster I- than your AI. Oh, I was okay, still yeah, faster yeah. than you, Mr. Chat GPT. Why am I Chat GPT? Yeah, that's right. Because okay. yesterday, remember, we gave Chat GPT a personality. Like, hey, why don't you come talk to the... Yeah. The Don Dada. You remember that from yesterday? We did Chat GPT as a boss and how terrifying that was. Hey, Will, I noticed you're late for work today. Shut up, Chat. Shut up. Chat GPT's like, we're going to need to have a word about that. See, what you need to know is that uh, your interpersonal 20% chance of cloudy day. Yeah, doing the math. Mm. Can't compete with that stuff, Will. Mm -hmm. Can't compete with those lawyers. Can't compete with those... Well, I mean, what's not going to be it? Don't even get me started down this path already because. We have some AI stuff, I but been, not a lot. Yesterday was too much. Told you, man, my feed is just. It out, was intense. Tell you, my feed is uh, out of control. But you know what I want to actually talk about first here today is a clip that okay. emerged uh, featuring Elon Musk. Okay. Uh, I saw this. This was floating around my social media and I just, man, I got a bit of a kick out of it. So I was like, you know what? We got to, I got to show this to Will right now. Okay. And what it is, is it's him in San Francisco and he's emerging. I don't know if it's Twitter HQ, probably. And he's got his new security detail with him. I mean, it was all over Twitter. I don't know where you're going to find it, but type bodyguards, Elon Musk bodyguards. And this is a fantastic time. But you're in news. It's not a news article. Like, this it's is not. just on social media. Just... Oh, why didn't you send it to me then? Oh, am I making you look bad right now? Well, yeah. Well, because you, you understand, sometimes things happen in real life that are outside uh... of our product. No, he. I don't think he would have posted it. Just do Elon Musk bodyguard. You get it right away, man. Social media, dude. There you go. Dundara. 
check these guys out how ready these guys are for everything like they're an entire meme within five minutes of bursting on the scene look at these guys left right scan 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 around boom this is like full-scale president level security detail maybe even beyond like the earpieces boom 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 like no fun yeah, is being had no these are x for sure this is like x like fbi military something or other because look at the way they survey the scene they are not messing like man you want to do damage to this man look what you got to go through now uh-huh I don't even, and they're all jacked as well. Yeah. Like with the suit, the tight fitting suit. Good yeah. Lord. What do you think those guys get paid? I mean, this guy be big because you got to trust them as well, right? Mm-hmm. They probably work out together. It's like a whole team. They have to collaborate, you know? Oh my God. Probably. Uh, How similar do these two guys look? The, these two right here, they're brothers. They, yeah, might, be, they, they yeah, might be brothers. Twins. Yeah. They got the same thing going on. They got the beard, the manicured hairstyle. Just one goes gray jacket. The other one goes dark jacket. But otherwise, you're done. These guys will die for each other. Those two right there, they're dying for each other. <laughs> you think you don't agree with me? Uh, I do. Oh, my yeah. goodness. You touch one of them, and it's... I mean, the other guy as well. Like, I have no reason for the other. The other guy just really wants him in the car. So the guy's like, okay, I got the car door open. He's like, why are you talking to these people? He's like, yeah. Uh-huh. He has an earpiece. They all do. See, that guy by the car door is just irritated. He's like, okay, I get it. You got to talk to them. But, like, honestly, I'm just surveying. I got to make sure here. It can, it'd be better if we get in the car. Like, yeah. please get in the car. But this happens every time with the bodyguards, whether it's Elon or otherwise. The bodyguard always has the same agenda. They're like, get in the car. Mm-hmm. They're like, please get in the car. Oh, this is probably, like, the courtroom, right? He's in court right now? Is that what it is? Maybe. Yeah, very He's well. He's in a suit. Be. He's in a suit. He's not always in a suit. With, uh, what is it, the Model Y? Someone thinks these two guys are actually uh, the first, they're uh, V1 of the Tesla bots. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty good then. He's doing all right. I'm investing in Tesla now. He's doing all right, right? I mean, these guys look super useful. I mean, we could all use a group of these guys, right? Like, damn, dude. It really gets you thinking. Now, I know in the past he's been... Going to Tesla just to charge? Well, I know like he's been legit worried, right? He's had threats and things like that. And he's gone on social media and said, guys, this isn't a joke. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and then he's obviously upgraded his security as well. He got serious with the jet tracking. Oh, and dude, they are twin brothers. Okay, there you go. Uh, well, based who, on what this guy said. No, no, no. He, <laughs> see, it's the memes, I'm telling you. Look at, read this tweet. Okay, this is what's so good about this. Twitter got a hold of this. And Elon Musk bodyguards are twin brothers who were orphaned at birth and adopted by the great martial artist Wu Shu Fang. They were taught multiple martial arts, mostly Wu Shu Fu. They climbed Everest, walked the Sahara, and swam the English Channel. They work for liberty. For liberty, this is not true. So he says, it tells you at the very end. But these bodyguards, I mean, they're basically uh, they're famous now. They are absolutely famous, yeah. world famous, and I think we're going to see more of them. Uh-huh. And certainly, the internet loves them. So they're they gonna. Should, they should do a day in the life. Somebody says, "What you need those bodyguards?" I think that's like pretty. Uh, obvious and those guys around elon look ready for anything uh-huh. don't you agree <laughs> like they're like navy seal it training. just looks like they're in a uh, Ushu training it looks like they're in a military operation like it looks like they are uh in a war zone 
<laughs> the way they're exiting this building. Like San Francisco is a war zone as far as they're concerned, as far as what could happen. And it ain't going to be on their watch. And you think about it, if you're in a security detail like this on a, one of the most high profile people in the world, your entire career depends on this guy's safety. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody says, why did he hire Messi? Do you see the resemblance there? Uh, why is his bodyguard Messi? Him? Yeah, no. I, I, uh, I, I mean, a little bit. Anyway, there's different jacked up messy. different calibers of meme involved here, but this thing was just booming. The original tweet, let's check the metrics on the original tweet. I think it was uh, not this one. It was the one from Wall Street Silver. Scroll down just a little further. It was uh, the one that's subtweeted. Probably a couple more down. Uh, there it is. That one. I think that's the one that popped off. Yeah, 12 million views. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. 12 million views on a quick little exit, and it's mostly centered around his security detail. That's odd. 12.1 million views down there. Video clip says 5.7 million views. Did we just uncover something on Twitter? I believe we did. Uh A video view is not the same as a tweet view. A tweet view must be any form of exposure, whereas a video view must be a certain amount of time. Mm. Because you can't load... The tweet, now maybe you can scroll past it without playing. Does that count as a tweet view? Possibly. So that's interesting. Your actual CTR on the video versus the tweet is almost 50%, 5.7 out of 12, 5.7. It's almost 50%. That's pretty cool. We just discovered something about their new So what was he talking about? Oh, he's saying, hey, how you doing? Uh, Everything's fine. Don't worry about me. Yeah, it's pretty bland. He loves, he wants to chit-chat. You know what I mean? Mm. But it, it in this environment, when you have the Navy SEALs around you or the, the detail, it's impossible. It's nearly impossible. Because yeah. you're feeling their pressure to move on. Yes. And then, and the audience there is obviously noticing that there's all types of muscle around. Mm-hmm. So it's a very complicated thing to manage Mm. and it's hard to have that because you've seen him in the past where he is so casual he's coming out of a restaurant and he's just chit-chatting with nobody around Mm -hmm. and you're and and you start to i mean there must there was a point in time where you were like okay he needs he needs to do a little more than that yeah security wise but But now yeah now he's presidential status and it's probably going to be that way for the remainder of his life there doesn't seem to be a lot of crowds like nothing well, I would suggest to you, Will, that they would probably send him out of some separate entrance. They would probably yeah. try in the first place to have it as covert as possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I guess they're just doing their job, really. Curious. When you think yeah. about it. But it is, it was captivating to me to see, uh, you know, just the whole picture. I just, I just love moments like that. Yeah. They, it's, there's Real so much, life. Well, where there's so much mode. going on. Uh-huh. Where it looks like something on the surface, and then you examine it further, you're like, my God, you don't, even, you don't even know where to send your eyes. You're like, I can watch that guy, that guy in the back. I'm also trying to analyze threats. I'm like, huh, look at the guy just looking back over there with the black jacket. Yeah. Is he part of the team? Because often they'll have somebody in the security detail who doesn't look like muscle. Yeah. He looks like a bystander. And because he, he might hear something, see something, people may be less concerned about him. Mm-hmm. You see the two guys standing on the other side of the road as well? Who are they? You see, it just goes on and on. And now you're analyzing a clip that's only 20 seconds long. 
But you can't help trying to analyze threats. You're looking at the vehicles on the street. You see the vehicles passing by. You're like, why is that one been parked there for salt? Whatever it might be. You've probably watched this like 5.7 million times. I watched it 5.7 million times and not for the actual subject matter, but instead just to analyze the visual. It's a beauty. Mm-hmm. It's an, I highly, highly recommend. Two thumbs up. All right. Two thumbs up. Shout out. Mac Pro enthusiasts raise concerns over upgrade limitations of Apple Silicon. The new Mac Pro coming later this year is expected to feature the same spacious modular design as the 2019 model. Who's buying these Mac Pros anymore in an era where our mobile devices are as powerful as they are? But anyway, there's obviously still a market somewhere. But with the fresh concerns over its lack of upgradeability surfacing, some users are beginning to wonder what the transition away from Intel architecture actually means for Apple's most powerful Mac. Well, that's the thing. The pro user who would be buying something like this is probably mostly concerned with compatibility across Mm -hmm. their variety of applications they use, which speaks to Intel. And then also modularity. Can I put my fancy whatever card into it that does whatever special decoding, encoding, or... So on and so forth, although mo- many of those things have been offloaded to the CPU at this point, CPU, GPU, you still, uh, some degree of modularity is for sure still important to people in certain segments, mm. lines of work. The current Intel Mac Pro that Apple sells uh, is, is popular with creative professionals because of the modularity. Highly upgradable, and you can expand storage and internal memory and all kinds of things that you can keep inside of one chassis and doesn't need to be sure. these external components, which I don't know. I think the workflow of each environment is different. For us, you see external drives moving around. You see a lot of stuff in the cloud, which wouldn't have been feasible when I started this. Mm-hmm. You know, bandwidth and all kinds of other limitations associated with that, which would have put you more into the pro atmosphere. But now there's ways around it, including the processing power of these mobile devices, as mentioned. Anyway, uh, this is uh, coming via Mark Gurman, who now says that the next Mac Pro may lack user-upgradable GPUs. And that's, you know what? I have too much nostalgia about putting a GPU into a system. Like, it's just so, such a pleasant and satisfying experience. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I just want the new GPU. Done. Click, kick, chum. That's how you imagine the sound effect in your mind. Yeah. User upgrade completed. Like part of it is the fact that you, the user, have some control, whether you actually take advantage of it or not. Just the fact that it's a possibility. Uh And if need be, I could yank this one and put another one. The next Mac Pro may lack upgradable upgradable GPUs in addition to non-upgradable RAM. Right now, Apple Silicon Macs don't support external GPUs, and you have to use whatever configuration you buy on Apple's website, but the Mac Pro GPU will be powerful with up to 76 cores. So it's all that kind of interactivity with CPU, GPU, and there'll be different tiers of it, but it may be the least customizable, the least user-upgradable Mac Pro maybe ever. Yeah. Because even the little trash can model had user-upgradable memory. Right. So, oh, and actually you could upgrade the SSD. Okay. So there were some elements <laughs> that you could interact with. And then there was backlash for that, which is why they went back to the traditional tower design. And now with the embeddedness of their own CPU designs, now they go back that direction. It's all very interesting. It's super expensive stuff. And if it's not different enough, then I think there will be more people looking at if they can have a mobile equivalent instead mm-hmm. of going towards it. Because why would you if, it, if it's lacking that main feature? Yeah. 
Turns out the new MacBook SSDs are slower than before. Ooh, salacious. This is your controversial topic. For sure, you're going to put red in this thumbnail, right? There's going to be some type of red. A little bit of red. There's going to be a little red tinge to it. Like Tim is red. Apple users revolt over Apple's shocking decision. Yeah. (laughs) After over Apple's shocking downgrade. Dot, dot, dot. I mean, nobody likes a downgrade ever. We talked about downgrades with Tesla. And oftentimes these companies, you know, at scale, they'll sit there and say, man, we could, our margins could shift in this direction or that direction. We make this decision. Also, you have supply chain shortages that could lead to some of this decision making because these products are in development so far in advance. When is an upgrade not an upgrade? When, with every new release, it's assumed that Apple's tech is getting better. And by better, we mean faster. But new reports have suggested that new versions of the MacBook Pro, the 14 and 16 inch models, as well as the 2023 Mac Mini, may not exactly be pushing the envelope. M2 MacBook Pro 13-inch base models are slower than their predecessors as a result of having one of the uh, one SSD chip rather than two. And it seems that nothing has changed with the new models. Reported once again, the base model new 14 MacBook Pro appears to feature fewer NAND chips than the last generation, which means that the SSD read-write performance is actually worse than the previous generation. Thank you to Zone of Tech for pointing this out. I presume that it's still a relatively, well, we have the numbers here. Uh, 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 What would I say? Like acceptable performance for a number of people. This is showcasing read and write speeds using AJA or AJA system tests. Here you can see the read write on the single setup, uh, which is the downgrade. And then the previous model with a dual setup where you can see, well, in this case, almost double the performance. Yes, this might be significant to you. And it might actually put some people into the used market that weren't expecting to go there if read-write speeds are incredibly critical to their workflow. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, for us, it's one thing that we certainly consider writing large video files to the internal drive in some cases. Mm-hmm. If we want to edit from there or something along these lines. I used to test all kinds of things like this, even back in the day where I was modifying MacBook Pros and putting my own SSDs in them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it looks like it's affecting, just scroll down to the tweet, uh, just up a little bit. Apple is likely using single SSD modules, uh, base 256 M2 Air and M2 MacBook Pro. More testing to come. This is breaking news, and it is on the base MacBook Pro 512 gig. So this may or may not uh, obviously occur at different configurations. You presume you're going to get more chips as you select those other storage capacities. So now you're left in a scenario where it's not just a storage selection, but a speed selection as well. Mm -hmm. So just be aware as you go into your custom configurator. Mm -hmm. iPhone shipments suffered double-digit drop over the holiday quarter, says IDC. Worldwide smartphone shipments suffered their worst quarterly drop on record over the holiday period, according to IDC. And Apple was not immune to the cooling consumer demand. Now, we covered a clip in a previous episode on the slowing smartphone market in India, and we talked about a lot of people coming online there that hadn't previously been, but it is important to note this is a global thing going on. It's just that uh, India happens to be one of the biggest smartphone markets in the world, the second biggest at the moment, arguably the, f- the biggest shortly mm. uh, at some point in the future here. Research firm estimates that Apple shipped 72.3 million iPhones in the December quarter, down year-on-year from 85 million units, representing a 14.9% drop in shipments. Compared to the same quarter a year ago, other major smartphone brands suffered similar double-digit setbacks. Samsung's shipments fell by 15.6% year-on-year, and Chinese mobile makers Oppo Vivo suffered almost equivalent declines, with Xiaomi performing the worst 
with a quarterly drop to 26.3% drop in shipments. Now they're still moving product. They're still sending shipments. It's just, hey, listen, it's not what it was. It's mm-hmm. not what it has been. And we have had to sit here, you and I, and speculate on all the reasons for this. You have new promotions coming into place. You have dropped pricing on things like Tesla. You have a, 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 a cool down, an economic cool down. You have a COVID residual. Like it's just, well, it's so many yep. things that could be contributing factors to this, particularly when you zoom out far enough to see, oh, this is affecting the marketplace as a whole. It's even affecting the likes of people like us who talk about the marketplace as a whole. Mm -hmm. So this is widespread, and I think it's going to be a slow turnaround. There are some things that could jumpstart it, some sort of more heavy iteration, some sort of new product category that gets people excited. But when I saw what happened to electric cars, I said, oh, no, no, nothing is immune. Because the hype around electric cars seemed at a fever pitch. But then you drop the prices. I know they say the demand is back up. But if the demand was where you thought it was going to be, then why did you raise lower so fast uh-huh. in such a short period of time? Riots broke out in late November at the world's largest iPhone factory in the Chinese city of Shangshu, where Foxconn workers were unhappy with COVID restrictions and unpaid bonuses. iPhone production at the factory was said to have been significantly affected by the protests. Of course, this is another element. We talked about supply chain. How about other... Uh, interesting developments in manufacturing in China that affect output. And then if you don't have product to sell, people may hold off and just say, okay, forget about it. You don't have the model I want. Things like this. So many, many factors influencing this story. Meta allows Trump back on Facebook and Instagram right around the Twitter timing. Isn't that interesting, Will? They say, Twitter says it's okay. We, uh, We want some of that Trump business as well. Might as well have it. Uh, and jump, now we're talking about it. Jump on board. Social media giant banned the former president following the deadly January 6th attack at the Capitol two years ago. It's interesting. The word deadly, a lot of people forget. Somebody actually died. One mm-hmm. or two people actually died in that uh, circumstance. I remember the footage. Kind of forget. Footage, you yeah. kind of forget Very that. Haunting. You kind of forget that that actually uh, transpired at that event. But yes, deadly. Um, so anyway, the reason that he was banned in the first place, for those that don't remember, is relating to the terms of service on these on these sites. Read into it what you will. You may think that it was his time was coming. You may think that he sh- he didn't incite it. It doesn't really matter. The way that they at least phrased it or internal documents and whatever else is that uh, whatever. They, they, they put it into the bucket of sort of inciting or... Um, well, instru- Storming. In- instructing yeah. people to do a certain behavior and they have whatever doxing whatever the parameters and boundaries happen to be which seems squirrely and flimsy and everything else hmm. at first meta indefinitely banned trump but the company later revised that decision after receiving guidance from its oversight board an internal panel of experts that advised the company's content moderation decisions the board argued that an indefinite ban was inappropriate and called on meta to prepare new policies governing harmful speech from public figures yeah public figure different story president Different story. All unprecedented stuff, certainly. Uh, Scroll down to the Twitter portion. Trump's Twitter account was reinstated last November after purchasing the company. Tesla CEO Elon Musk ran a Twitter poll asking whether the president should be allowed to return. I believe the vote was slightly yes. It was a lot like like a uh, presidential election. You had like almost a coin flip. The yes response is won by a slim 52-48 margin, actually. 
that's about as slim as it gets when it comes to polls. It's 50, to be more specific, 51.8 to 48.2. And look at the participation, 15 million votes. Holy guacamole. And it's before they're showing how many views that got. But if 15 million people actually voted, that might have had 100 million views or... Yeah, maybe half the country. Or 50 million views or something, again, also unprecedented. Not a surprise that Meta follows suit here. Why would they let all this action happen exclusively on Twitter for anyone who wanted anything Trump? They got to jump in there. People need to talk about the business aspect of this because as much as we talk about committees and boards and things, these are businesses and they are interested in their bottom line as well. And they don't want anybody having any exclusives on anyone. Do you think he's going to come back? Yeah, absolutely. And start uh, tweeting and messaging. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think there's some behind-the-scenes contractual stuff, possibly with some agreements he made with whatever those other projects were. Uh-huh. But you're definitely going to see him back. Got it. Tesla Cybertruck mass production won't start until 2024 now. Jeez, Will, why you got to bring me this news like this over here? Sad times. Cybertruck full-volume production will not be realized until 2024. Now, they are saying mass production. I mean, there's going to be some production come on please will it's got to be some production mm-hmm. tesla's long anticipated cybertruck won't be seeing full volume production until 2024 elon musk said during the company's fourth quarter earnings call today during the call musk was asked whether the forthcoming vehicle would meet a mid 2023 production target that was set in q2 last year musk musk cagely confirmed that cybertruck manufacturing would start sometime this summer but concluded mass production of the polarizing pickup won't start until next year well i listen it's pushback pushback you gotta assume there's good reason for it they got one hell of a facility going in over there they had to get that all sorted out and built i've seen some videos of the giant die cast machines getting yeah. installed and you just can't even really envision the scope of what mass production looks like for mm-hmm. something where the demand is like that and it's never been delivered before mm-hmm. but it is depressing because uh, broken promises, Will, are always depressing. And you've been on that side of it where you're quoted a particular date on a particular vehicle sure. and you're waiting and waiting. And, well, a guy like you goes out and buys all kinds of other vehicles in the meantime. Yeah, I know. What? <laughs> Did you Just ever... because of that delay. Curi- curious. No, I'm not getting a Cybertruck. No, no, no. <laughs> that wasn't my question. My question was, we talked about you possibly following up with the price reduction on your Model 3 since you were very yeah. close to that timeline. Yeah, I haven't had time, but yeah. uh, it's something I'm going to do during the weekend. I mean, just a chit-chat. Like, sure. Even if yeah. you just don't really press them on it, I'm curious what their reply is to somebody who bought in your window. Mm-hmm. You are right on that cusp from a delivery perspective. Yeah. Because in many cases with price protection when it comes to consumer goods, which are not cars, I understand that, they would have a 30-day policy. Yeah, I mean, cases. I put a deposit down. But like to when I actually bought the car, it was in November, so it is around that time. It's not back in April or March when I put a deposit. I see what so you're saying. Is, you mean when you executed really close. when you yeah. executed the transaction? Uh huh. Uh huh. I know. And so then actually I'm buying the car. I'm like, do they internally have a document that says um, the 30 days, 60 days? Yeah. Uh, case by case basis. I don't know. Cybertruck was originally announced all the way back in 2019 to widespread interest, but has seen its production delayed several times. Pre-production was originally supposed to start in late 2021. Man, it's just crazy. 2019 is when we first saw it. I I think, like, I can't even recall having put the order in. However, 
uh, every so often I open the Tesla app and I see it in my list of vehicles and I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. That was a long time ago. Shout out to shout out to Je- Jesse Witham, by the way. I haven't seen you in here in a while. Really appreciate it. He says uh, this shows his midday motivation. Well, oh. I shall just take a moment to shout out anybody in the chat and that joins us on these live shows and especially the people who are clicking the bell because it is happening. People are actually, I'm actually looking oh, at the yeah. analytics okay. and I'm seeing it happen which is hopefully going to drive more people to the, the fact that we're live here every single day. I don't even know. Not every single day. Monday week, to Friday. Every single yeah. day of the week. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's, come on, Will. Don't downplay. That's tough to do. Like, okay, yeah. Come on, you're a big part of it. Like, this is sure, yeah, heavy yeah, duty, yeah. right? It's a real, consistency is hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea, the initial phase, that's the easy part. Oh, here's the concept. Following through, hammering it out. Yeah. Every single time. And keeping yourself in check and consistent, like me, I barely made it today. I rolled in, but I rolled in, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I rolled in, yeah, but I rolled it. in. Yeah, yeah. And you, on the, the other hand, you on the other hand, you're thriving so much that you're even stopping by the farm boy. So, like, I'm saying, good things are happening. Mm-hmm. Cyber, yeah, it's fun. Cyber truck, we're gonna have to wait. That's all right. But this show, you're not gonna have to wait. This show, we're on a we're on a roll. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Right. And thank you, to, thank you for all the support, guys. Mm-hmm. Tesla used car prices are down $18,000, bringing a new level of affordability. Eh, kind of bad news, good news. People that own them are like, hey, man. Mm. Uh, people that were looking to sell them, hey, man. People that are looking to buy one, hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, of course, the used price has to come down if the new price comes down. Let's uh, get with the times here. This This only makes sense. Plus all the other soft stuff we talked about all the other squishy stuff in the economy we talked about mm-hmm. and what do you have you have the lowest price for a reasonably new tesla probably ever in relationship mm. to inflation and everything else they've crashed eighteen thousand since their peak six months ago bringing a new level of affordability most car buyers can't afford a new car and turn to the used car market which is a critical part of the auto industry when it comes to electrification we always focus on the new car market but what about this used car market also people had had been a little bit nervous about buying EVs on the used market because of longevity and reliability and just just questions, mm. right? Repairability, just questions. Well, mm. at one point last year, used Model Y prices went out of control and started to sell for more money than new Model Y vehicles, well, because of availability and constraints on production. But used prices have started to come down. Here we have, what do you think about this graph? Look at the nice little line on there, hand-drawn line. I like it. So <laughs> I guess they picked a particular model, or no, sorry, they did an average of all used Tesla vehicles. In July 22 was the peak ever at 67,915. Today we are all the way down to 49,697. And that's the average. That's the average, dude. So you're getting some deals on there. You got to get some that are in the 30s and maybe yeah. we're even hitting high 20s on a model with some miles on it. Uh-huh. No, we're not. Let's see over here. Here are the price movements from used Tesla's uh, latest models. So I don't understand how the average is 49. Oh, I guess they're all Model 3s, the vast majority of sales. Because mm. the Model 3 is the cheapest. It still hasn't cracked 40,000 on its average price sold on a used model. Mm. But it is incredibly close at this point. To being a thirty thousand something dollar used car with yeah. not too much usage on it, I was hoping to see a high twenties, but we're I guess we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day. A carbon aware update for the Xbox is drawing political attention. I did hear about this, but I didn't read extensively on it. 
essentially there was some sort of warning that came up on the dashboard for Xbox users. Yeah, because apparently the Series X and S is really hard to actually shut down completely. Because hmm. if you shut down like using the fast, quick option, it doesn't shut down. It still consumes a little bit of energy. In the background, is this in like a sleep mode or something like that? Yeah, there is sleep mode. And then there's the shutdown, which is not complete shutdown. And to actually really shut down, you have to go to the options and like shut it down there, which is way more complicated than it usually is. Um, so Xbox decided to like have the option to fully shut down in like the quick settings. That's what it is. <laughs> Look at this. I mean, everything is political, isn't it? Like yeah. everything. Look at this. Xbox will force Microsoft will force gamers into powering down their Xbox consoles in order to to fight climate change. It's just it's all phrasing. Yeah. Like if it just said, "Hey, want to save some money on your energy bill?" Like like it's just phrasing. Like calm down with the phrasing. Uh huh. Because that really then guides. They have a full page for this. But it just guides everybody's attention into these combative areas and makes it seem like a war zone that it doesn't have to be. The phrasing of, it's like basically be a good person. Don't be a jerk. And They have an ad for it. Too. I think people are pretty much over that at this point. Like everybody feels like a jerk all the time. Like move, trying to move around and, and do do their things and do their business. And it's like, can't we just take a more optimistic approach to how we s suggest these things? And you know what they're looking for. They're looking for a pat on the back, right? They're looking for people yeah. to say, oh, unlike your competitor, yeah, Xbox is you're aware. so much this. And it's uh -huh. like, no, but think about the individual user and how you can phrase something to them, which has less to do about you, the company, and more to do with what does it do for them? What does it do for them? How does it improve things for them? If you create a positive incentive structure, instead of a slap on the wrist negative one, stop being a jerk already. Yeah. You know, if you're around enough people, you realize the consequences of that particular approach in many cases. Whereas if you say, you know, with the positive reinforcement, you throw some positive reinforcement in there and say, uh, this could, this, uh, it, it could actually save you some cash. This could actually, um, prolong the lifespan of your there's so many ways that you can phrase this thing without needing to smack people mm -hmm. but it's never a shortage of people trying to smack people yeah social media 2023 even when even people need to smack other people to get a pat on the back from other people mm. you understand mm. how negative that is as like you're in the schoolyard you know how that works will yeah i want to get a pat on the back from those folks so i'm gonna smack those folks yeah go beat them up what do you think the consequence is? A bunch of people smacking each other. Have uh -huh. you ever been on social media? Oh, yeah. Come on, man. Do the math. Do the math, guys. Yeah. CEO of company behind AI chatbot ChatGPT says the worst case scenario for artificial intelligence is lights out for all of us. Oof, doom and gloom, ladies and gentlemen. Those type of statements that Elon used to make regarding AI. Uh -huh. Now he's up in on it, and he's absolutely correct. <laughs> Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, which made ChatGPT, thinks the best case scenario for artificial intelligence is unbelievably good, but fears the worst case is lights out for all of mankind. That's very... You want to talk big. about polar opposites, it's, it's either... Actually, we're going to thrive alongside uh, singularity, uh, complete integration. It'd be great. Everybody does what they want all the time. Flip side... 
Lights out, ladies and gentlemen. You choose. ChatGPT has been making the rounds online. Yeah, I don't need to tell you guys. You guys are up on this stuff, so you're quite aware. In recent interview, Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, company behind ChatGPT, uh, was asked best and worst case scenarios. Here's the full quote. I think the best case is so unbelievably good that unbelievably good that it's hard for me to even imagine i can sort of imagine what it's like when we have just like unbelievable abundance he put that like in there by the way and systems that can help us resolve deadlocks and improve all aspects of reality and let us all live our best lives but i can't quite i think the good case is just so unbelievably good that you sound like a really crazy person to start talking about it okay that is a strange vague strange and vague response what is like this you mean? have the potential to be amazingly good or the potential to be really, really bad. But the way he's describing good is as if some good that we have never imagined, experienced, and can't uh-huh. perceive. Which for me... They were hoping so. Like, he was hoping someone would build it. I appreciate something. the optimism here, but I think when the consequences are potentially dire, then it's just a little more information. Like... I'm, I've sat here and explained this thing to people in, in real life, and I'm saying, well, here's the implications in, in for this and for that and for that, but I think we can all imagine a, a situation where we're leaving, we're starting to, to make critical decisions based on AI analysis, where we just say, hey, humanity here, what should we do in this case? Mm. We're, we're, we're kind of at a stalemate. Mm. What should we do in this case? And all of a sudden, someone's asking AI what... They should do what Russia and Ukraine should do. Mm. And the whole world's like, well, the AI said it. It knows better than us. Mm. And so here we go. Uh, I guess that's the way it has to be. And you're like, guys, are we certain that the AI is like, mm. that there's no influence, manipulation, that there's no uh, alternative agenda? And this is us whispering in the other room yeah. in the episode of, or in the movie 2001, we're whispering in the other room, but they got the super hearing, and then they they realize we're conspiring, and then, well, you know how that goes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And here's the bad case scenario. Here's the other side, the other quote. I think it's important to say the bad case is like lights out for all of us. I'm more worried about an accidental misuse case in the short term. So I think it's like impossible to overstate the importance of AI safety and alignment work. I would like to see much, much more happening. He's talking about regulation. How about that? That is such a terrifying word, alignment. Yeah. Oh, um, it looks like our AI overlords are out of alignment. Oh. Let me get in there and make sure they're aligned. Aligned. Alignment. Alignment with us. Alignment with our well-being. Alignment with our future. Alignment... With the data set, alignment with morality, alignment, complexity, good lordy. I would say that uh, good on him. He's honest. It's like, yeah, like the program that I built can be actually very terrible for humans. So there's that. Listen, you have to. If you're being, if you expect people to take you seriously and you expect to raise all this money, you can't be out there just spitting sunshine and rainbows because we uh-huh. all know we would we would turn off after that. We'd be like, okay, that's not possible. Mm-hmm. So we need to know like both sides guy. of it. Yeah, this exactly. He, he he's the best person to be 
putting out both sides of the story in order to remain believable at all, right? Mm-hmm. NBA all-world hands-on, taking basketball video games back to the streets. Niantic's latest AR app might be the best use of its location-based tech yet. So we have some uh, version of Pokemon Go, but for basketball fans? Yeah, in a way. That's kind of um, cool. You kind of collect the basketball players like you do in Pokemon. And uh, instead of actually going to like public areas, you actually go to the NBA stadiums and play a game like one-on-one with uh, Giannis or something, and then you collect him. <laughs> That's it. No, it, and, and the it game isn't. Is, I just noticed like, why is there money up top? Like they're, you're earning some kind of cash as well over there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a crypto play or anything like that, but mm. I'm guessing it's just currency within the the app, the game. I just wonder if there's some correlation between the earnings, like the value of a player, and then your collection of players or something along those lines. Yeah. For people who have played at previous titles, this features a familiar formula. After installing the free app available on Android and iOS, you are given a starter player. From there, you can use the in-game map to navigate to real-world locations in order to collect items, earn cash, or battle as well. So this is very Pokemon-esque. Yeah, it looks kind of cool. Like, it's actually a game. Oh, damn. The graphics look pretty uh-huh. good for a mobile game. Yeah. Cool. So you got to go out to... These are always odd to me, though, like, especially now that it's a real world game. Like, imagine you go to the basketball court to battle a guy in a real basketball court, but on your fake basketball court. It's kind of funny, but you know what? Maybe people definitely need to get out of the house. That's for damn sure. That's what um, this company wants people to do instead of just staying at home. The first difference is that instead of hanging out on random street corners like you often do while raiding in Pokemon Go, the need to go to local courts makes NBA All-World feel more grounded in reality. It's important because Niantic says there's actually very little overlap between people who play its other titles and more traditional sports gamers. Only like 10%. Isn't that amazing how segmented the gaming world is? Like, Mm. you have gamers, but then they can have nothing in common because of their whatever their particular interest in gaming is. Mm. Like, 10% overlap is almost nothing. 10% 10% of their players who play Pokemon will play an NBA game mm. or any or a sports game or whatever it mm. was that the statistic is it's pretty interesting. So they had to do something different. Uh, years of uh, people playing the basketball uh, series, NBA 2K series, which I've played also in the past, means you got to do something that's, I guess, hopefully somewhat reminiscent of that as well because you've got a huge fan base there. Yeah, and you have your own character. You can customize them. I mean, listen, if you... If this enhances or encourages you to go to the local court and all of a sudden you do a little bit of exercise, you play to, you're playing real basketball, you're also modding your guy, putting your outfits on. like Why not? Cool, man. Whatever. Yeah. I, check it out. I don't know. I, I just hope it's not one of these. I don't know how they're, what, how are they making money? Pay to win? Is it, I just, how are they making money? I mean, you have to ask in 2023. It's just like, how can I, do I just download this thing or? Do I need a subscription? Like, what am I doing? I don't even remember how it worked with Pokemon Go at this point, but yeah. it always seems to be a key characteristic that I'm buying all these... Pokeballs. Th- my kids are asking to buy the outfits in the game, and you spend 4000 on... $4,000? No, I don't know. I'm just saying, Will. It gets out of hand quickly, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? No, I hear you. 
Uh, did you hear about this one? Did you see this one? Mm -mm. Dude, this is insane. So in this uh, video, there's a Lego brick that's, I guess, looking like titanium or aluminum or something. And just like the Terminator movie, the Lego somehow goes through, like melts, goes through the bars. Yeah, but it doesn't reform on the other side, does it? It does reform. It does reform oh, in the last good Lord. frame. Good Lord. Real-life Terminator 2 robot can melt and escape jail, then solidify on command using induction, magnetic induction, to heat itself up and transform into the liquid. What is this, guy? Is that T-1000? Is that what that guy is? Yeah. Yeah, just like the spine-chilling T-1000 from Terminator 2, the robot has shape-shifting abilities to make it an excellent escape artist by using magnets to command their miniature creation to melt. The researchers recorded the robot transforming into an amorphous puddle to slither through the bars of a cage before miraculously reconstituting itself on the other side. The researchers published the findings January 25th. Yeah, there's a better uh, video online. Yeah. Like this GIF kind of illustrates. Well, I can see like the polarization or the magnetic. It kind of heats up. Symbols. I actually see a little bit of steam coming off of it as well. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely a heating aspect. Practical application, uh, your, imag your imagination can run wild mm. uh, having a sentient Terminator-like being that can perform yeah. these tasks. I mean, they, they're a couple years off, but... Uh, yeah, obviously, <laughs> a bit of a stretch there. It's pretty cool. But still, yeah, it's cool nonetheless. 45-year-old mm -hmm. biotech CEO may have reduced his biological age by at least five years through a rigorous medical program that can cost up to $2 million a year. Well, this guy's, this guy's taking the Bezos mm -hmm. plan and going backwards on the aging. Or, yeah. I mean, look at the face. There's something going on. There's some sort of activity going it's on. It's working. I don't know what's going on with the face, but there's something going on. The neck? There's I don't... Will, 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 I don't... Uh, will, I don't... Is this a... Will... Mid-journey? Will, <laughs> I don't... Will, I don't... Man... Brian Johnson is a biotech founder, so I guess he's his own guinea pig. Mm -hmm. He's got to look the part. He, he aims to have the body of an 18-year-old. He and a team of experts started a program called Project Blueprint to unlock the key to aging. Test results show that Johnson has the heart of a 37-year-old, according to the report. But he's 45. But 45. Well, all these numbers. Well, listen, <laughs> everybody is biologically different. I think the hard part about a study like this is how do you determine, like, a person who's just in tremendous fitness versus the effect of these substances? And I presume if they're a biotech company, they probably want to raise billions. So they probably have some sort of structure for evaluating that. They're like, well, mm -hmm. here's with just exercise and here's with exercise plus our bio yeah. whatever program. It can't just be like wrinkle reduction. You know what I mean? It has to be some sort of cardiovascular test as well. You want a multifaceted approach. Yeah. Because, I mean, if he has like an 18-year-old body, it's like, okay, how's those tests like maintained? It's not just wrinkles, right? It has to be some sort of like... um cardiovascular health test yeah you know what i mean Blo i don't know blood pressure heart rate cholesterol I, I, the signs of aging are complex yeah uh according to a recent bloomberg profile of the ceo johnson could spend two million on his body this year 
and early glimpses that show he may be on track to unlocking the secret to aging. Test results from doctors suggest that Johnson has the heart of a 37-year-old, the skin of a 28-year-old, and the lung capacity of an 18-year-old. Good Lord. Okay, so here's his regimen. Johnson's 5 a.m. mornings, for example, start with two dozen supplements for all kinds of purported health benefits. Lycopene, metformin, turmeric, zinc, and for brain health, a small dose of lithium, among others, which has been used in the past as an antidepressant. His meals, a mix of solid and soft food, vegan, restricted to 1,977 calories a day. I think I had, wow. I think I already had that many calories. Yeah. I you th- ate three chips. Three of your fancy chips, Will, uh-huh. which uh, are incredibly addictive. He exercises daily with three high-intensity workouts a week and goes through blood tests, MRIs, and colonoscopies each month. <laughs> hey, hey. Why are you joking about oh, that? Oh, it's just like this guy. It's just like he's having he a He col- likes deep cleanse. He's having a colonoscopy. Like regular people are, huh? you know, having a having a milkshake or something. You know, like <laughs> very. You got to wonder if there's other potential. Well, if he wants to spoil himself. You got to wonder if there's yeah. other possible downsides to this level of medical treatment. You know, when you go sure. into an MRI machine, it's like. Hey, there's risks long term. You know what I mean? You're not yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. have an MRI every five minutes, I don't think. Uh huh. So that's interesting. Yeah, you don't want to be too clean. What I do may sound extreme, but I'm trying to prove that self harm and decay are not inevitable. He aims to be a world record epigenetic age reversal of 5.1 years. He has the gum infl- inflammation of a 17 year old. How far back can you go? Like, seven? <laughs> he has a hey, man, easy. Butt as oh, a baby. I was worried you were gonna say that word. I telepathically was protecting you from. No, no, no. I was like, but yes, I like what he he has the brain of a five year old. What? Okay. Anyway. Yeah, nighttime erections of a teenager. Like, man, yeah. <laughs> he has white dreams. <laughs> listen, oh, guys, man. listen. This it's too hard. I just want to know how do you evaluate? Well, and you're see- gonna need more than one sample. Like, maybe this guy is special. Maybe this is Iron Man. I don't know. Yeah, what's going on? And it's also marketing. Like, eventually, you want clients for this stuff. Wow, is that his fridge? Look how empty his fridge is. Mm. It's just like a few potions in there. <laughs> Mystical. Nineteen hundred calories a day. Hey, mm. it's it seems to be working. My Chick Fil A from the other day disagrees. Yeah, uh, disagrees heavily. Uh, well, yeah. why recasting Rick and Morty after the Justin Roiland controversy is a mistake? Uh, okay, did you like? I know this? a little bit about this. I think it's absolutely insane because this guy is the show. My understanding, he is just the show. There is no. I, I realize there's a big group of people that work on it, and I appreciate all the effort that goes into something, but your work is going to be hard for people to appreciate in the absence of how they perceive the thing. Mm-hmm. If you might be, it might be sabotage regardless. Yeah. Damn, check that. That's a nice looking later case ad over there. Sorry, it's like whoa, that uh, coffee color on that Z fold. I just refreshed, but 
Okay. That was pretty nice. Yeah. Anyway, um, sometimes there is such a strong personality connection that people just have a hard time moving on. They, they, they almost grieve. They almost, they have a hard time turning off that, that lens with which they're now seeing it. And so it might be a ton of work and you might just be having this uphill battle because you're trying to maintain it. Now, again, I'm not the expert on this particular show, but my understanding is he is Rick and Morty. Yeah, the voice. Yeah. And, you know, the co-founder of The creator. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a big deal. Rick and Morty which Royland co-created with Dan Harmon in 2013 is one of Adult Swim's biggest hits, and Royland is the face or rather voice of the show. Now both of the titular characters are being recast with new actors. This is an understandable move on Adult Swim's part, especially given the studio is only halfway through production of a 70-episode order of the show, which was renewed back in 2018. The accusations uh, against him are serious, no doubt uh, you have um, assault uh, or um, confinement. Yeah. Like it's a really weird uh, story as it would have to be. And you have here a, you know, large corporation with business interests and advertisers. And it's, of course, mm-hmm. always more complex than initially meets the eye. There's so many considerations to be made and emails that they're fielding of people saying, I want them off the show. I want them on the show. And. There's no perfect solution because mm. people are going to be uncomfortable both ways. They're going to be uncomfortable, uncomfortable him hanging around. That'll be one group. And then the other group's going to be uncomfortable with him mm. being gone and still supporting the show. That'll be the other group. So it's just, it's an unfortunate circumstance all around. But I do think it, sometimes a person can be so affiliated with a particular uh, project that it just becomes nearly impossible to completely untangle them. Yeah. That's my feeling. Mm-hmm. Daft Punk's Thomas Bangalter announces new solo album, Mythologies. His first independent orchestral work will arrive on April 7th. So He actually showed his face, too. It's a drawing. That's a face. That's apparently his face. He described what his face should look like to mid-journey, and that's his face. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind that reveal. You go with the photo, the picture, sorry, instead, not the photo, the... The artist's rendition. Actually, I kind of like this drawing. It's nice. I really like this drawing. The way they went with the negative space Uh and the lack of value in the front and then the the value in the back. Brush strokes. Yeah, so you have it's filled in, but then the hair is um, a combination of highlights. Yeah. And, whoa, actually, the more I look at this drawing, the more I like it. But anyway, that's besides the point. Daft Punk, we haven't heard from in a while, and... People were skeptical. Retirement? Really? Why? You don't even have to show your face. Like, isn't, aren't you having fun? And they're like, yo, guys, we've been doing this for a really long time. And in a really cool and good way. And it is a really long time. A lot of, they, they've, Daft Punk has gone through the generations. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Like, my kids like Daft Punk. And I was introduced to it however many years ago. It's like sort of, sort of timeless stuff they're doing over here. Yeah, epilogue. Can you show this? Jeez Louise, this must be frame by frame over here, Will. I'm very concerned. Just screenshots. This is heavy-duty record label type stuff. Yeah, go to the explosion right there. Boom. One. This is what happens when, when uh, on our Clips channel, when the three-minute timer runs out. That's what should happen to me. <laughs> we just yeah, need okay. one effect like that that you can insert every time for like a split i'm not trying to give you more work to do i'm just joking around i'm just memeing about 
Uh, anyway, that's cool. I'm all for that. Let's see. Daft Punk's Thomas Bangalter's announced new solo album, Mythologies, arriving April 7th. First independent orchestra work. Originally commissioned by choreographer Angeline Priljoka for the ballet of the same name back in 2021. Build as a production about the founding myths that shaped the collective imagination. Premiered by the Opera Nationale de Bordeaux and... Ballet Prélocage the following year, a 90-minute-long score in which Bangalter reimagines his composition style in a press release is described as not drawing on electronic music, but rather the large-scale traditional force of a symphony, and as such, it embraces the history of orchestral ballet music. So it's not probably going to be a lot like Daft Punk. For those that are wondering, however, it could be interesting nonetheless. I always take a chance on things like this. I'm like, you know what? We got to like you, you. You can't have very strict parameters when it comes to genre because how will you ever discover? You know, mm-hmm. discovery is fun and exciting. Go try the genre. Go, you know, a little or- orchestral music, maybe a little classical. I, I don't know what you're up to, but like you give it a crack, and if you bring the right mindset, you never know what might happen. Yeah, April seventh. <laughs> Go check it out. All right, last one. Uber Eats food delivery interrupts Loyola Chicago. Duquesne game. Duquesne. How am I supposed to say that? Duquesne game. Neither rain, sleet, or snow, or a college basketball game in progress will stop a food delivery from being made. Oh, is this a viral marketing campaign? Can we? That's what I thought. This is legitimate. That's immediately where my mind goes. I'm like, you can't stop us. We are DoorDash. You can't stop us from bringing the delivery, especially around the time of this big snowstorm in the East Coast. Because I'm just like, how did he get in? You know, like the Uber delivery guy literally walks on the court while the game is happening. <laughs> I don't think I Okay, really okay, let's see this. Play. Let's see this clip. 1.5 million views. Let's see it. So the game stops, and then you can see on the bottom. Which guy am I looking for here? The bottom right corner here. Oh, my goodness. He's in the play. That's the other problem. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the corner of the court. And he's holding the bag of food. Well, this is... And the, the referee's yelling at him. And apparently it's the referee's food. What? The referee ordered Uber. This is unreal stuff here. Well, this is one hell of a find. You've completely outdone yourself. Well, this is Vin. Vin sent this to you? Yeah, shout out Vin. Oh, damn. Vin in the chat? No, no, no. This was... Uh, no, no, I know. I'm just saying, yeah. like, he's paying attention to what we're yeah, doing and yeah. sending stories. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's obviously doing it in his his own stealth, covert way. What a screenshot. What, I mean, this is 2023 in one frame. Yeah. The ref is, is like, oh, damn, my food's here, and it's on the court. Yeah. And somehow this guy got past security just saying, I have to deliver this food. And the security was like, ah, it seems legit. Yeah. Either that or is this, do we know he's, it's Uber Eats for sure? Can this be like a, an arena person that just went to the snack bar over there? Because it could just be speculation, right? Maybe. It could be an employee. He does, I mean, it's it's really hard to tell, but. It is, yeah. It certainly looks like a mid-game food delivery on the court. And I have no idea why this person couldn't have been more covert. Like, <laughs> how can you not notice? He's yellow. The guy just took a three. Did did that guy not just take a shot? Yeah. And he's like within arm's reach of hitting him. How does he not know? Like, 
He doesn't care. He's like, this food's getting over there. Yeah. Wild. Why? Yeah. Is this the future of marketing, Will? Like, we can't even tell. Covert. We can't even tell. But, like, you think about it and we're like, damn, they do go through a lot to get us those eats, don't they? And all of a sudden we have some weird positive feeling. Mm. Like, I'm on Twitter the other day and everybody says, you know all those people who, like, those clips that come out of a day in the life of a... An executive employee yeah, at a yeah, particular. Yeah. Well, the latest is that those people, that that's all marketing, right? Uh-huh. That it's just all they're trying to do is recruit people to go work over there by setting an unrealistic expectation of uh-huh. what a workday looks like. And that those people, because some of them have gotten fired now. Yeah. Some of those high profile, or I don't know how high profile, but some of the influencers that have been covered by news media in the past, including us, to say, oh, look at this. Uh, a day in the life, whatever. And then they get fired so shortly after their day in the life videos. And then they make a day in the life after working at this company. Exactly. And then you're like, but it's weird. So you are these, these people are subjecting their entire social media presence to these like one-off campaigns. I mean, there's obviously a lot of questions here. Or do they have a totally different profile where they're living a totally separate life, which is their actual social media profile. And then that entire mm-hmm. account is just an actor. It's a lot of questions how these deals would transpire if they actually were marketing deals. But nonetheless, this is the lens with which we have to view almost everything we see in 2023. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely wild out there, but we're here for it. And uh, we're glad that you're here for it as well with us. Thank you very much to everybody who joined us on the show here today. Thank you to everybody who set the little notification bell so that they could get here right when the live show starts. It's really the only way and best way to participate in this thing when it is happening live. Of course, we appreciate if you watch it after the fact as well. Just know that it's under the live tab on the channel and it's not under the video tab. That's what the consequence of live is. I got to say and send some appreciation to Will for keeping us locked and loaded every day of the week. Even when I'm strolling in here at the very last second, right around noon, boom, Show's ready to go. Click a button and we are flying out uh, to the airwaves and sending uh, data into the universe. Uh, data that actually we are responsible for and was uh-huh. not created by an AI. No, no, not Just, yet. Not yet. I mean, who knows? Uh, production costs and <laughs> for the time being, you're getting the real deal. You're getting the old school stuff straight off the top of the dome. Freestyle style. Thank you to everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Later.